Praise the Lord and welcome to day three of the Holy Week. This is Tuesday and we are looking through this week what Jesus did in his last week before he was crucified. And uh, yesterday we mentioned that he woke up from Bethany, found a fig tree that uh, was not bearing fruit and he cast it. And then he went to the temple and he turned tables. And after that, the, the, the Jewish leaders uh, were looking for a way to crucify him. So that was Monday. So as for Tuesday, today what happened? Uh, it is covered in the book of Mark chapter 11 from verse 20 all the way to chapter 13. So these are about uh, half a chapter and uh, two more chapters, two and a half chapters, uh, which is a lot that he did. Uh, bulk of what he did on that day was teaching. Uh, and so he woke up and went the same way uh, that he had gone on Monday together with his 12 disciples. And when uh, they got to the tree, Peter is, uh, actually speaks up, and, and I will read that, and, and he says uh, from verses 20, um, 21 actually, And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cast has withered away. And so Jesus answered and said to them, and he, Jesus goes on and explains, have, uh, have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever thing you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. And Jesus was just speaking into their faith and challenging them to believe in God. I'd like to remind us that it is not the faith that brings these things to be. It is the one in whom we have the faith. And as we remember this last week that Jesus lived on earth and what he did in this specific day, he challenged the twelve to have faith in God. I'd like to challenge you today to have faith in God about that thing that you are going through. That God is able to come through for you. Pray and believe it. Not only believe it, but pray. He says, ask. He says, so far you have not asked. Ask that you may receive and that your joy may be full. And he says, not just ask once and, 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 and give up on it. He says, again in a different section, that like the unjust judge and the widow, persist, ask, continually ask, continually ask. Do not get tired in asking. And he says, if you continually ask and you're full of faith, you believe that it is already done, that it indeed will be done for you. He then quickly adds something to that. And verses 25 to 26 of chapter 11, the book of Mark, he quickly adds and says, "What? Uh, whenever you go to pray and you remember that you... Uh, have something against anyone. He says, forgive them. Then your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. And he quickly adds that sometimes we pray and, 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 and as we come to pray, we remember that we are holding something against somebody. And he says the importance of us forgiving one another. One of the things that we as believers receive in this time uh, uh, of this holy week and Jesus being crucified on the cross is that our sins have been forgiven. And he asks that we extend the same to somebody. If there is somebody in your life that you have not forgiven, they, they may have hurt you so bad. They might have caused an unexplainable pain and grief. He 
he asks us that as we are forgiven that we also forgive it could be your spouse it could be a parent it could be a colleague at work your boss he asks that we forgive and then we ourselves will be forgiven and then that aligns now with the prayer we cannot expect to pray and have god answer us and move mountains for us yet in our hearts we are we are holding unforgiveness remember he says that do unto others what you want done to yourself so if you want god to forgive you would you also extend the grace that you have received and forgive people in your life now that's just but chapter uh, 11 and so because whatever he says is very heavy and so hard uh, for the people who are listening to him the teachers of the law the scribes the pharisees come and and they're trying to challenge his authority what authority do you have in saying the things that you are saying and doing the things that you do and him being god and knowing how to answer every single question that comes his way he as answers them by asking them a question what uh, authority did john the baptist have to baptize and because they they debated among us themselves and realized hey, if we say it uh, it is from god they, they would say okay why didn't jesus would say why didn't you believe him and if they say that this authority was from man they were afraid of people stoning them because people believed that john the baptist was a prophet of god and so they didn't answer him and they told him we do not know the answer and so jesus told them as well uh, if you do not tell me then i will also not tell you what authority i have they knew the authority and they wanted jesus to defend himself but jesus did not defend himself god is the one who defends us I'd like to invite you to allow God and to ask him to defend you where you are being attacked, where you're being, uh, people are trying to look down upon you, uh, whatever it is, allow God to be the one that stands up for you. He is our defender. Allow him to play his role. In Also, the, uh, in an issue where people are fighting against you, he is the one who avenges us. Do not avenge. Do not revenge in any way. God will avenge us. Chapter 12. Uh, we keep seeing God, uh, rather Jesus, okay, he is still God. He continues speaking and at this point now he speaks about, uh, he says a parable and this is the parable of the wicked um, vine dressers. And the parable says that uh, there's a, a, an owner of a vineyard who was uh, going on a journey and so he left the, um, the, the, the garden at, um, with vine dressers that uh when time for harvest would come that he would send a servant and and he would be given a part of his share of the of the harvest and the, the, the servant came and, and they beat him up another one came uh, they also beat him up and then he sent his son and they actually killed him and jesus was just pointing out to what is going to happen to him in a short bit and the teachers of the law knew very well that he was seeing this parable against him and so they were looking for a way uh, even to get rid of him and to kill him but before then uh, you see they have to find a legal way of, 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 of putting him uh, of killing him and so they try to trap him with questions and so they ask him a question about taxes is it legal for us to pay taxes and jesus answers very clearly show me a coin whose face is on it then they said caesar and then he answered and said give to caesar what belongs to caesar and give to god what belongs to god and god gave him such wonderful wisdom he is the source of wisdom himself and god helped him to answer that question remember jesus on earth was fully god and fully man he was relying on god he was relying on the holy spirit allow me to bring to your attention that god 
through the Holy Spirit is able to give you wisdom to be able to navigate whatever situation that you are in. It could be a trap that people are setting up for you. It could be a difficult situation that you need to figure out. The Holy Spirit is able to give you wisdom like he gave Jesus to be able to navigate under any circumstance. Wisdom that passes human understanding. That people will listen to what you are saying they will be like, wow! And they will not have a comeback from what it is that God would have enabled you to say or do in that situation. And then uh, they went on and, and, and figured out this legal thing about taxes. He has answered, well, let us go theological. Yeah. So they asked him about uh, resurrection of the dead. Is it uh, what will happen? Uh, uh, there is a question around resurrection. And Jesus answered it very well. God gave him perfect wisdom to also answer that uh, and they were actually satisfied with the question and they they realized that he indeed knows what he's saying and what he what he's saying is consistent with the word of god and is true and so they went now uh, a, a bit further and, and and they went theological uh, a second theological thing that they brought uh, to the question and they asked what is the first command what is the greatest command and maybe they were hoping that he would say either uh, one of the Ten Commandments or one of the other co uh, additional commandments that the Pharisees had. Uh, but he went right and said, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul, with all of your strength and with all of your mind. And he went on right. God gave him the wisdom, as in this wisdom may the lord release this wisdom to you even as you listen and to me and to all of us as well that we will be able to navigate whatsoever not only to be able to navigate issues but also that we may know the truth of god's word and what he wants for us then they go on um and and, and now jesus after after these guys have finished asking him questions now jesus himself now turns to them and asks them ask them a question how comes David calls the Messiah my Lord, yet David is called the father uh, of the Messiah, or, or rather the one who came before the Messiah. And here Jesus is just trying to bring to their attention that uh, it's not whoever comes first that is the one who has authority, or the one who is older in this sense, but whomever God chooses to give authority, whoever God chooses to honor, and in this sense, if it is in terms of hierarchy, Jesus came before David. Jesus is the Lord and David here is the one who worships Jesus who is the Messiah. And however much David came earlier, however much David is his great, great, great grandfather, what happens here is that Jesus has authority. And again, remember earlier on, they were questioning Jesus' authority. And here Jesus is just pointing to the fact that he was from the beginning. He has authority. Now he uh we move on um and 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 here uh rather we see Jesus uh, giving a condemnation around the the scribes that beware of the scribes who uh they go around showing themselves they they they, they want to they, they go in marketplaces and they are praying and and they have long robes so that people would see them and so that they would receive glory and Jesus here is just giving this example about the scribes and, 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 and in essence what he is telling us that we, are, we should not look for people's praise, that people should not look at our lives and glorify us and say, ah, indeed you are doing a good thing. And that is not really bad. But if that is the intention of our heart, then we miss out the whole point. Instead, he goes on to talk about um, 
the widow who gives two coins and Jesus praises the widow for giving two coins because she gave everything from within herself what she had for living and she he, Jesus did not praise the rich people who are giving many things i'm not saying rich people don't give out of your abundance instead god is saying do not look for people's praise the widow just gave what she had and silently went aside in as uh, in comparison with the scribes who go in long robes and they are praying in public spaces so that they may receive praises jesus is saying would you live a life that god himself will see in secret and he will give an approval of you if people are giving an approval of you if people are praising you for the, the the things that you are doing you have already received your reward but when you serve god diligently in a place of prayer in a place in a hidden place not looking for praise or appreciation oh then your reward is abundant in heaven and however small it may look in your eyes like the two coins of the widow god looks at your heart and 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 the fact that you are giving out the very best that you can give and god values that the very best that you can give are you giving your very best as you serve him in that ministry or are you a bench warmer in church just waiting for other people to serve you and 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 to serve in those different ministries as we come to the end of what jesus taught uh on this uh tuesday uh on the week the holy week he ends with talking about the end times and he answers the disciples and tells them this is what will happen you will hear rumors of war and of and war itself there's the, a great tribulation will come the son of man will come back um and also he gives at the, at the tail end of it a parable uh of the fig tree that when you see it change in a particular way then you know that this is coming and he ends it by saying no one knows the day or the hour and also like to share this devotion and this sharing today by reminding you that nobody knows the hour when Christ will come back. The Bible tells us that he will come as a thief that two people will be on the roof and 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 one will be taken and one will be left two people will be on a bed one will go and one will will remain. Again remember all that he has been saying all through there are those who have been looking uh for people's praise but there are those who have been looking for God's approval. Are you living your life in such a way that God would approve of you that when he comes to take the charge on that last day or when your time to sleep will come that he will say welcome home good and faithful servant would we live our lives in such a manner that he himself will be pleased with us and he will approve of us and when he comes we will be ready may we live our lives with the urgency that Christ is coming back soon may we live our lives with an eternity perspective not focusing our minds and our hearts on the things of this world because they are passing by but would we focus our eyes on the foundation and the finisher of our faith may we focus our eyes on him who is coming back to take us is coming back to take us home may we focus our eyes on the things that we cannot see for they are eternal god is preparing a place for us and he will come to take us home i pray that he will find us ready i pray that as we wait we will hold on to him that we will not be discouraged we will not be derailed along the way but we will hold on to him may you be blessed even as you continue the rest of your day amen